Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of All By The Popcorn Podcast. I'm Emily. I'm Alessandra. And today, you are listening to our winter special radio play extravaganza. (laughs) (laughs) And if you haven't guessed already, by the title of this podcast, it is Pride and Prejudice. And we basically summarized every um, bit of Joe Wright's Pride and Prejudice, which is one of our favorite films. And we truly bonded over this movie, so it was just second nature for us to try to remember everything that happens in this film and just write it down all in a radio play format. Yeah, we we honestly just went based off of our knowledge and just remembering of the movie. And the book. And the book. And just summarized the entire... The entire script, at least. Now, definitely, there's so, there's so much more in the book that's not in the movie. But... Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, we just think that the adaptation of Joe Wright's film is really good at getting all the good points of of the book. Definitely. Into, with just, into two hours. <laughs> with just some superb acting and just some great emotion and love in there. And we just hope that that transferred over well into our adaptation radio play, which I am so proud of. We we started writing it when we were in Italy six months ago in August, so this has been like our child that we've been waiting to present to the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would like to say thank you to everyone who helped us make this, because we could not do this alone. No, like, I mean, I already had a hard enough time separating Lizzie Bennet and, and Mrs. Bennet, but we definitely needed so many. I didn't even realize how many different people like we needed voices for it's a lot of characters it's so many and they're so they're all so different and i feel like there are friends that helped us like really helped in making everyone have their own voice yeah and i i it has this blend of comedy so it's not supposed to be just straight up serious the entire time we add some things here and there to make it a little bit more enjoyable for listening yeah we didn't want to just completely copy the movie we wanted to add our own flair and mm-hmm. just our own little little things that we find humorous so hope we find we hope that you find them funny as well because i think they're hilarious yeah it's great i i don't want to keep talking about it because i feel like they should just listen and discover for themselves how important and special this is to us <laughs> so for so now for the how am i what am i trying to say the premiere for the premiere <laughs> for the for the premiere that you've been waiting for I hope you enjoy our radio play. A very Pride and Prejudice radio play, based on the movie, based on the book, by Jane Austen. Chapter 1. The Bennet Family.
Lizzie. Mama is conversing with Papa behind the closed door of the study. Shh, Lydia, they'll hear you. I'm sure they already know you're listening, as always, Kitty. What are they talking about? Shh. Jane, they're about to speak of Netherfield. How exciting! What's going on? Shut up, Mary. Did you hear, Mr. Bennet? Netherfield has been met at last by a gentleman of great means. Hmm. He must be introduced to our girls. He must marry one of them, Mr. Bennet. Yeah, of course. But Mr. Bennet, have you heard from Mr. Lucas if the gentleman would be attending his ball this evening? The girls simply must go. He must marry one of them. It isn't that at least one of our girls marries rich. Why, yes. Well, what's his name, Mr. Bennet? Do you think he can marry one of our daughters without a name? His name is Mr. Bingley. Mr. Bingley? Oh, you simply must introduce yourself to him, Mr. Bennet. He must marry one of our girls. I would, Mrs. Bennet. In fact, I already have. <laughs> Chapter 2, The Lucas Ball. If every man here isn't in love with you by the end of the night, Jane, I would be surprised. Is there not a man who has caught your eye? I should say not. They're not all bad. Mr. Darcy of Pemberley and Derbyshire, master of an exceptional 500,000 acres, proprietor of a generous 10,000 pounds a year, Nephew of the esteemed Lady Catherine de Bourgh, her patroness providing the highest acclaims of arts and sciences. Son of the wealthiest and singularly talented Fitzwilliam Darcy. An ornamentally decorated soldier under his highness King George himself, the true ruler of England and all its inhabited lands, bestowed to him solely by God himself, the once and future king. And his friend, Mr. Charles Bingley and sister. Pleasure. Mr. Bennet, you must introduce us. Mr. Bingley, good to see you again. I trust that you are all settled at Nether. Mr. Bingley, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Allow me to introduce you to my eldest daughters, the beautiful Jane, the clever Lizzie, the solemn Mary, and I would introduce my youngest, but it seems they are already dancing. It's a pleasure to meet you all. My eldest Jane is very agreeable, is she not? Mama! I trust you would honor her with a dance, perhaps, later. Why, oh, yes, of course. Do you dance, Mr. Darcy? Not if I can help it. Charlotte, I've just had the most peculiar interaction with Mr. Darcy. Oh, he's very disagreeable with the demeanor like that. What a brood he is. Oh no, here he comes with Mr. Bingley. Quick, hide! The Bennet sisters are most agreeable, I should say. Perhaps the eldest, but I confess the second eldest not handsome enough to tempt me. In fact, she's barely tolerable. That's a trifle harsh, is it not? I don't care. I'm really, really rich. Oh, I'm sorry, Lizzie. How could he say such a thing? That's all right. He's a selfish pig. It was just last summer that the gentleman fell for Jane. Unsurprising, since she is very agreeable, he wrote her the most wonderful poems. I confess to not reading many poems. I mean, I can read, but... It just seems that there are so many other things to do. Exactly. I believe poetry to be the food of love. No, it is better expressed through other pursuits. What do you suggest, then? Dancing, even if one's partner is barely tolerable. 
Chapter 3 Invitation to Netherfield Oh, Mr. Bennet, I'd say the Lucas Ball was such a success last night. Mr. Bingley, Mr. Bingley is a very agreeable gentleman, and he chose you as the object of his attentions. I'm sure he was just being nice. What his friend said about you is surely unforgivable. Forget about Mr. Darcy. I'm sure I won't be in his company again. A letter from Miss Jane Bennet from Netherfield. Oh, Jane, dear, do open it and tell us what it says. It's from Caroline Bingley. She has invited me to dinner. Her brother, unfortunately, will be dining out. Mama, can I take the carriage? Dining out? Oh, that will not do. Jane, you will go on horseback. Horseback? Chapter 4, Netherfield. Other than a headache, sore throat, swollen tongue, warts, lesions, a swollen purple eye, and fever, I confess there is nothing much the matter with me. Mama, you would risk the life of your eldest daughter just so she can get a husband? Oh, Lizzie, nobody dies of a cold these days. I must go see her at once. A Miss Elizabeth Bennet. My goodness, did you walk here? Yes, I did. But it's some four miles. I'm very fond of walking. Are you well, Miss Bennet? Yes, very well, Mr. Darcy. Thank you. I'm sorry, how is my sister? Oh, we are keeping her in the front room. Thank you. She is positively ridiculous. And did you see her hems? Cake six inches deep in mud. Are you well, Jane? I confess to being quite ill these past few days. But the Bingleys have been so good to me. Hello. I hope I'm not interrupting. Oh, Mr. Bingley, thank you for tending to my sister. When my mother sent her out on horseback, there was no way she would know it would rain so Jane would get sick and have to stay here with you. No way. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Well, not pleasure exactly under the circumstances of her being quite ill. Mr. Darcy, what are you writing over there? A letter to my sister, Georgiana. Oh, how I dote on her. She is becoming such an accomplished woman. She plays the piano wonderfully, writes beautifully, and her needlepoint is coming along nicely. Now all she needs is dance lessons, horse riding lessons, needs to know several languages, know how to hold entertaining conversation, paint a landscape that far surpasses the original, plant the English flag on the moon, swim the channel in one breath, defeat the Spanish Armada, and sing. And don't forget the charm to arrest the heart of any man in total and complete subservience so that she may one day rule the human race on a throne made of the bodies of her enemies. I've only known of five or six accomplished women. Five or six? I doubt you knowing any. Such a creature would be a fearsome thing to behold. (laughs) (coughs) Oh, Mrs. Bennet, a Miss Bennet, a Miss Bennet, and a Miss Bennet. For accomplished women's sake, are we to receive every Bennet in the country? Oh, Mr. Bingley, we are just so thankful for your taking care of Jane under these unfortunate circumstances. It's really a pleasure. 
I was just saying to my girls that there should be an event of some sort to allow you to converse with Jane in a more social setting with witnesses who know you are courting. I mean, to meet more esteemed members of town. You should have a ball! A ball? I adore balls! Kitty? Yes, I, I think a ball here at Netherfield is a splendid idea. I don't think balls are a good way to meet people. It's best to get to know a person through quiet conversation. Yes, but rather less like a ball. Thank you, Mary. Chapter 5. Mr. Collins Girls, your cousin Mr. Collins is to arrive today. Ugh. Mr. Collins is your father's only male relative. He is to inherit the house when you die, Mr. Bennet, which will in fact be very soon. He may choose to throw you girls out on the street. Yes, well... Since your father will be unable to pass on the house, we must have you all married. Or one to Mr. Collins, at least. I am delighted to make your acquaintance, madam, and I might... I say you have done well decorating your home, despite its modest size. It is a delight. Come join us for dinner. These are my daughters, the eldest Jane, Lizzie, Mary, Kitty, and my youngest, Lydia. It is fortunate that my patroness Lady Catherine de Bourg has allowed for me to visit my cousins in an effort to find a wife. Oh, yes? Yes, I must say... Lady Catherine is an exceptional and generous patroness. She possesses all the vices and virtues of a most accomplished woman. <laughs> I have the duty of a clergyman for those in her care. My humble abode abucks her estate. I have some twenty acres of fine land to settle, but it is important I find a wife. As the Lady Catherine says, at my age I must procreate or die trying. Well, how fortunate, for I have five daughters all out. After dinner, I thought I could read to you all. I suppose that could be arranged. It is in the uh, flames of hell that the devil will give thou penance. Mary, could you continue in my place? I wish to speak to Mrs. Bennet in confidence. It has come to my attention that the eldest Miss Bennet is very agreeable. That may be, Mr. Collins, but unfortunately Jane is soon to be promised to another... Perhaps my second eldest, Lizzie. Oh, well, yes, I suppose she'll do. Chapter 6, A Trip to Town Look, Lydia, here come the militia. Hello, gentlemen. I shall throw my handkerchief, and when one of them picks it up, then we'll be introduced. <gasps> they stomped all over it. Yours, I presume, miss? Bennett. Lizzie Bennet. Oh, you've discovered my handkerchief, good sir. It's only fitting to thank you with a kiss. Lydia, don't trouble the poor man. Officer Wickham, pleased to meet your acquaintance. Will you join us in the ribbon shop, Mr. Wickham? We simply must look our prettiest at the Netherfield Ball. I am obliged to accompany you. Do you care for balls, Mr. Wickham? I must admit, I do take a fancy to fancy. But I couldn't much care for dancing. Oh, I love dancing. It is truly a wonderful way to become intimately acquainted. Oh, I mean I love dancing. Look, here comes Mr. Bingley, and oh, with that foul Mr. Darcy. Jane, do call over your betrothed. Mr. Bingley. Good afternoon, ladies. We've just come from town. Look at all the beautiful ribbons we've gotten for your ball. They're most beautiful. Yes, she is. Look at her. Isn't she absolutely glowing? Lydia! 
Meet our new acquaintance, Mr. Wickham. You should invite the militia to the ball. They're great company. Of course you are invited. Do come, Mr. Wickham. Darcy? See you ladies at the ball. Are you acquainted with Mr. Darcy? Unfortunately, yes. Well, maybe another time. I best be getting... My father and his father were very close, and when my father died, Darcy's father raised me as his own. Darcy's father liked me more, and sadly Darcy was jealous. So when his father died and had left me money in his will, Darcy didn't pay me a cent. Now I am doomed to live my life as a foot soldier, too lowly even to be noticed. That's terrible. And I was going to devote my life to the church. And now, thanks to Darcy, I can never follow my dreams. Sad, I know, but that is my life now. Pity me. I knew Darcy was disagreeable, but I had no idea he could be so heartless. Chapter 7, The Netherfield Ball You are radiant, Jane. No doubt Mr. Bingley will propose tonight. I would wish it. If it weren't for the embarrassment, it would surely kill me. Well, any time soon and I'll be satisfied. Charlotte! It's a good evening, is it not? Yes, by any chance have you seen the militia? I'm looking for- Miss Bennet, I wish to inform you that it is my strictest intention to remain close to you throughout the evening. I'd really rather not. What? I thought I heard my name over there. Oh, Mr. Darcy, good evening. Good evening, Miss Bennet. Miss Lucas. Mr. Darcy. Miss Bennet, I wondered if you'd do me the honor of dancing with me. Very well. Charlotte, did I just agree to dance with Mr. Darcy? Yes, I believe you did. Are you enjoying the ball this evening, Mr. Darcy? Can't say I've had any disagreements with it. It's most fortunate that your dear friend can have the pleasure of your company. I could say the same for you. Do you often walk to Meryton? Yes, we often walk. We find it advantageous for making new acquaintances. And do you judge the character of these acquaintances? If you are referencing the recent friendship of Mr. Wickham, it's sad that he could have lost yours. Oh, yes. Poor Mr. Wickham. Do you mock someone who you have had the responsibility of his misfortune? Mr. Wickham's misfortunes are entirely his own. For now, let's forget this subject, if only to dance in peace. Chapter 8. A Proposal What a pleasant ball, wasn't it, girls? Most exceptional. Jane is sure to get an offer of marriage soon. Mama, it's ten in the morning. Good morning, all. I request a private audience with Miss Bennet. Oh, yes. Come on, girls, into the drawing room. Not you, Lizzie. You stay here. No, no. Jane, Jane! Miss Bennet, as you know, Lady Catherine has instructed that I must find a wife. Please don't. And as I have found you to be very agreeable, I wish you to marry me as soon as possible. Mr. Collins. It is my express wish that you move with me at once. Mr. Collins, you forget that I have given you no answer. It is customary for a young woman to be overwhelmed by emotions. Mr. Collins, I am afraid I must reject your proposal. You surely do not make me happy, and I am convinced that I am the last person that could ever make you happy. Lizzie! Lizzie! Mr. Bennet! Oh, Mr. Bennet, you must come at once! What is it? Lizzie has said that she will not marry Mr. Collins, and now the fear is that Mr. Collins will not have Lizzie! Well, what am I supposed to do about it? Tell Lizzie that she must marry Mr. Collins before it is too late! 
Your mother has expressed that she will never speak to you again if you don't marry Mr. Collins. And I will never speak to you again if you do. Thank you, Papa. Lizzie, you ungrateful child! I can't... Oh, Jane, dear, you've a letter from Miss Bingley! I regret to inform you that we will be leaving Netherfield at once. Charles has business elsewhere, and Mr. Darcy misses Georgiana, whom I regard almost as a sister. Oh, Jane, I'm so sorry. I couldn't be bothered about it. Mama, aunt and uncle have arrived. Oh, yes, they are here to take your sister to London. Jane, what shall I do with myself while you're away? I suppose you'll read many books and spin around on a swing for a few months. Charlotte, what a surprise! Lizzie, I've come to say goodbye. I've been married to Mr. Collins. Mr. Collins? But he's horrible! No, he's not, Lizzie. He's got a fine house and enough money for the two of us. But- No, I can't afford to wait much longer. I'm 28 years old, Lizzie. I've already a burden on my parents. Now I must go. Don't you dare judge me, Lizzie. Don't you dare judge me. Charlotte, I've received your invitation to your home, and I must admit our last interaction less than favorable. I apologize for the judgment I imposed on you, and I hope we can both forget it at once. I will arrive next Tuesday, weather permitting. Chapter 9. Rosings Lizzie, it's so good to see you. Charlotte. Uh, so, as you can see here, Elizabeth, that this is my humble abode. There, you just view out the window over there. Oh, by the way, look at how many windows. Oh, Lizzie, it's so nice to have my own home. Charlotte, Charlotte. What is it? Has the pig escaped again? Oh, it's Lady Catherine. She has invited us to dinner. Just put on whatever you brought that's best. Lady Catherine won't take offense to a woman of your limited means. Come along, hurry now. Mr. Collins, ma'am. May I introduce my wife, Mrs. Charlotte Collins, and her friend, Miss Elizabeth Bennet. Are you getting along well, Miss Collins? Very well, ma'am. Very good. May I introduce Colonel Fitzwilliam and my nephew, Mr. Darcy. How long are you expecting to stay, Mr. Darcy? Only a few days, if only to settle my business. Very well, then. For now, we must enjoy some leisurely activities. Bring the tea. Do you play the piano, Mrs. Collins? No, ma'am. Do you, Miss Bennet? I do, ma'am, but I must admit very poorly. I have always had an affinity for fine music. If I could have learned the piano, I would have been a great proficient. So would my daughter Anne if her health had not obscured her. Are you well, Mr. Darcy? Yes, I am. Do you know my nephew? Only briefly, ma'am. Our being introduced during his stay at Netherfield. Very well. I wish to hear some music. Will you please delight us on the piano, Miss Bennet? Lady Catherine, when I say I play poorly, I... Lizzie, Lady Catherine has instructed you to play. Hello, Mr. Darcy. I must admit I had forgotten I might see you here. Yes, your presence is a great surprise as well. 
Well then, I hope at least it is a pleasant one. Is my friend bothering you, Miss Bennet? Not too much. Tell me, Miss Bennet, what did you think of my friend during his trip to Netherfield? Well, to be frank, upon first acquaintance, he wasn't very sociable. No? How shocking. He refused to engage in dance, even though the music was delightful and there were plenty of eligible ladies without a partner. I must admit I have not met anyone as fond of dancing as Miss Bennet. And I have never met anyone as fond of brooding. Dinner is served. Mr. Collins, you can't sit next to your wife. Switch with Mr. Darcy. Miss Bennet? Mr. Darcy? Do you draw, Miss Bennet? No, ma'am. And your sisters, do they draw? I can't say any of us have the talent. Pray tell, how many are you? There are five of us, Lady Catherine, the youngest being not sixteen. Five girls? Oh, that must have been a chore for your governess. I would say it would have been if we had a governess. Five daughters and no governess? Oh, that is very odd. Are they all out? Yes, ma'am, all five. All five? Oh, dear. We find the solidarity merely increases sisterly affection. You give your opinion so decidedly for so young a person. Pray tell, what is your age? Well, with five younger sisters all out, you can hardly expect me to own to it. Chapter 10. The Revelation. Oh, good, good morning, Mr. Darcy. Uh, good morning. Would you like to sit down? No. Would you like some tea? Uh, no, thank you. I excuse me. Hello, Mr. Lizzie? What on earth have you done to poor Mr. Darcy? I have no idea. should only be achieved by intercourse. <clears throat> Excuse me. How indelicate. The intercourse of a personage of Have you known Mr. Darcy a long while? Oh yes, a very long while, since we were children. And still friends to this day? That is a great feat. Indeed. Darcy is always thinking of his friends. In fact, I heard that he saved a friend recently from a bad match. What were his objections to the match? I believe it was toward the lady. He didn't feel her affections were as strong as the friends, and there were some objections towards the family. So he split them up? Precisely. Miss Elizabeth! Ah, Mr. Darcy! I have come to tell you that these past few weeks have been a torment. I have given up on sleep, gone against my better judgment, battled in my mind to come and tell you this. What? I love you. Most ardently. And I never wish to be parted from you from this day on. I apologize, Mr. Darcy, but I'm afraid I cannot return your affections. Are, are you mocking me? No! Are you... Are you rejecting me? Yes. Uh, what, what, what could possibly be the reason for, for this rejection? Perhaps forever ruining the life of my beloved sister. You must be mistaken. I mean, what, what does your sister... You took away perhaps her only possibility of happiness. I did it for Charles's own good. Your sister never returned the affections he clearly showed for her. She's just shy. And it wasn't improved by the behaviors of your three younger sisters, your mother, and even on occasion, your father. And what about Mr. Wickham? Mr. Wickham? 
What are your explanations for your treatment of him? Wickham's indiscretions are of no consequence to you. If it wasn't for your pride... My pride? You would have done the decency not to assume the character of others. I should say the same for you with Bingley and my sister. Your pride and contemptuousness for the fate of others, not to mention the insults to me and my family, in addition to the utter brutishness you convey every moment of your life, have convinced me that you are the last person on earth that I could ever be prevailed upon to marry. I apologize for taking up so much of your time and that I have offended you so fully. Good day, Miss Bennet. Miss Bennet, I have left a letter for you. I hope it will provide clarity on the matters we discussed. I must first apologize for my actions at Netherfield. I was incorrect about your sister's affections for my dear friend, and I hope you will understand my reasons for leaving. As for the other matter, it is owed a longer explanation. Mr. Wickham's father tended our estate at Pemberley, and throughout the years my own father showed much affection for him. When he died, Wickham was owed only some three thousand pounds in his will, which he quickly gambled away. Upon his return, he won the affections of my sister and attempted to elope. When it was discovered that he would see none of her fortune, he left my sister abruptly. She suffered a broken heart. I will apologize again for my grievances. Signed, Mr. Darcy of Pemberley and Derbyshire. Master of an exceptional 500,000 acres, proprietor of a generous 10,000 pounds a year, nephew of the esteemed... I was all wrong about him. Oh, Lizzie, I've missed you so. How was your stay in London with aunt and uncle? Did you perchance come across Mr. Bingley? No, we never crossed paths. I confess I haven't thought of him in months. It's not fair! Why does Lydia get to go to Brighton? She was invited by the foresters. And I'm going to have so much fun in the town! Papa, please don't let Lydia go. It's dangerous. You know, once Lydia has her mindset, she would not be persuaded to change it. Papa, please. I'm sorry, Lizzie. Come to the kitchen, Lizzie. Your aunt and uncle have a proposal for you. Lizzie, we'd love for you to come travel the countryside with us. Just for a moment, at least. It would be good to get some fresh air. What are men compared to rocks and mountains? I see Mary as the head. Very well, I could use another trip. Chapter 11. The Unexpected Visit. Where are we? I think we are somewhere close to Pemberley, the home of Mr. Darcy. Oh, I'd dearly love to visit. No, I don't think that is a wise idea. Oh, I ever not. He's just so... What is it, girl? Come on. He's so rich. Oh, Lizzie, what a snob you are, judging poor Mr. Darcy because of his wealth. I would just hate to intrude. Nonsense, Lizzie. These wealthy men are never at home. Pemberley, I'd be pleased to give you a tour of the house. Thank you. 
So this is Pemberley, Mr. Darcy's home. More like a museum. This palace could never feel like home. Good thing I declined Darcy's proposal. Here in the foyer, we have artists' work on the ceiling held in even higher esteem than Michelangelo himself. Simply splendid. Then again, to be the lady of such a fine manner is the highest achievement of an accomplished woman. Caroline Bingley would be speechless, for once. And here we have Mr. Darcy's personal collection, all in white marble. It's beautiful. What a gorgeous bust of Mr. Darcy. Lizzie, is it a true likeness? Does the young woman know Mr. Darcy? Only a little. And do you not find him to be handsome? Yes. Yes, I dare say he is. Come along. Now over here we have... Pemberley is truly remarkable. I wonder what else lies in these countless rooms. I bet one holds a vast library full of the greatest works of literature. Or the largest kitchen full of the finest chefs. Or a room where Darcy keeps all of his money so he can swim in it. Oh no. What happened to the tour? Curse this labyrinth. Where have they gone? What is that I hear? What lovely music. It's coming from over here. Does Darcy have an orchestra room so he can have his own private shows? It's a young girl. Maybe this is Darcy's sister the Bingleys were talking about. She plays beautifully. And who is that listening to her? Mr. Darcy? Oh my, he's seen me! Miss Elizabeth? M Mr. Darcy? What are you doing here? I'm here with my aunt and uncle. Ah. And are you having a pleasant trip? Yes, very nice. I, tr I trust that you are staying nearby? Yes, we're staying at the Rose and Crown. Ah, that's a very nice place. Yes, yes, it, very nice it is. Yes. Uh, shall, I, shall I call you a carriage? <laughs> no, I'll walk. I'm very fond of walking. Yes, yes, I know. <laughs> well, I must be going. Good, good day, Mr. Darcy. Good day. Lizzie, you just missed Mr. Darcy. Yes, and he's invited us to spend the day with his sister Georgiana. We couldn't possibly refuse such a generous offer. Chapter 12. A Fine Day at Pemberley. A Mr. and Mrs. Reynolds and a Miss Bennet. Lizzie, pleasure. May I introduce my sister Georgiana? Oh, it is so wonderful to meet you. My dear brother has told me so much about you. All good things, I hope. Georgiana, why don't you play something splendid on the piano? Lizzie, why don't you join me? Oh, I couldn't possibly. He says you play so well. No, I said you play quite well. Well, quite well is not very well, I'm satisfied. Jane, it's Lydia. She's run off with Mr. Wickham. Chapter 13, The Marriage. Any news, Jane? Father and uncle have gone to pay Wickham to marry Lydia. 
How much are they offering? Five hundred pounds. That's not nearly enough. Where's Mama? She's upstairs in a dreadful state. How could she do this to me? You're all now ruined. Don't worry, Mama. I'm sure Papa and Uncle will settle with Wickham. Papa! Papa! What news? Your sister has been married. Married? My youngest married? And to that dreadful man. Hello, sisters. Hello, Mama. Hello, Papa. Look at my ring. Isn't it gorgeous? My dear Mr. Wickham picked it out for me. It's the size of an elephant. Oh, how delightful, Lydia. You must tell us about it over dinner. Well, I had a beautiful bouquet, and we were going to find a dress at the second-hand store. If it weren't for Mr. Darcy, I would have surely... Mr. Darcy? Oh, yes. I forgot, and I wasn't supposed to mention it. Mr. Darcy was there? Yes, he's the one who paid for it. The ring, the wedding, everything. Mr. Darcy? Yes! Goodbye, Mama. Goodbye, Papa. It's just so heartbreaking to see them go. I know, Mama. Chapter 14. The Proposal Kitty dear, won't you see who that is at the window? It's Mr. Bingley! Oh, but he's with that snobby Mr. Darcy or whatever. Mr. Bingley! Quick, girls, clean up! Act natural! Pass me the ribbons, Mary. The ribbons! A Mr. Bingley and a Mr. Darcy. Hello, all. I would have... It is pleasant to see you this day, Mr. Bingley. I hope you are doing well. My youngest Lydia's just married. It was in the papers, although not as it should have been. Very short and sweet. What brings you to town? We've come for the hunt. Oh, how splendid! The hunt does attract many to this area at this time of year. It's good to see you, Mr. Darcy. Likewise. Well, we best be going now. So soon? Yes, well, unfortunately, we have other matters to attend to. Good day. Well, that was odd. I think I shall rehearse. That was rather embarrassing. Very well. You stand there. Now, you're Jane. Hello, Mr. Bingley. No, no, she doesn't sound anything like that. Start again. Miss Bennett. Mr. Bingley. Miss Bennett. No, no, that's not right either. Uh, you stand there. How was it seeing Mr. Bingley, Jane? Are you fine? Yes, I'm quite all right. I'm sorry that he came with that awful Mr. Darcy. Don't be sorry. Jane, I... I was so wrong about him. He's... They've returned! What?! I request an audience with Miss Bennet. All right, everyone, come along. We'll just be outside the door. I mean, outside, when you need us. Miss Bennet, will you do me the honor of being my wife? Yes. A thousand times yes. Oh, we thought it would never happen! Chapter 15. A Quiet Morning Oh, Lizzie, could you just die of happiness? If only there were a man for you. Perhaps Mr. Collins has a cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Who could that be? I don't know. Lady Catherine? I wish to speak to Miss Bennet alone. Miss Bennet, I've come as urgently as possible in order to quell certain rumours that have reached me regarding you and my nephew. I expect you know of this matter. I do not. 
Please don't insult my intelligence, Miss Bennet. I already think so little of you. I assure you, Lady Catherine, I have no knowledge. Are you engaged to my nephew? No. You aren't? No. And will you promise never to enter into such an agreement? I will not and I shall not. You have insulted me in every way possible and I must ask you to leave at once. I have never been so terribly treated in all my life. Lizzie, what was that about? For once in your life, just shut up! Mr. Darcy? I, I couldn't sleep. Nor I. My aunt. Yes, she was here. I apologize for my aunt. She can be a real tough. How can I ever make amends? For everything you did for Lydia, and I'm guessing for Jane as well, it is I who should be making amends. It was all for you. I hope you know that. You speaking to my aunt allowed me to hope again which I had stopped allowing myself to do. If your feelings have not changed since last April, I must know at once because my feelings and wishes have not changed. But one word from you would silence me forever. If your feelings have changed, you must know you have bewitched me, body and soul, and I love, I love, I love you, and I wish to never leave your side from this day forward. Well then, your hands are cold. Chapter 16, The Engagement Please come in and shut the door, Elizabeth. Have you lost your senses, Lizzie? I thought you despised the man. No, Papa. Well, we all know him to be a proud and disagreeable fellow. However, he certainly is rich. Will this make you happy? Have you any other objections than your belief in my feelings for him? No. And despite our thoughts about him, they would be nothing if you liked him. I love him. He is not proud. Everything I have said about him in the past is wrong. I've been completely wrong about him. Papa, if only you could know what he's done for us. What has he done? I wonder what they are talking about in there. But she doesn't like him. I thought she didn't like him. We all thought this, Mama. But we must have been wrong. I can't believe this. I must pay him back. No, Papa. He wouldn't want that. We have misjudged him, me more than anyone. Darcy was wrong about Jane, among other things, and I was wrong about his character. We are so stubborn, the two of us. I always thought there wouldn't be anyone in this world who deserved you. But I have been overruled. I could not have parted with you with anyone less worthy, Lizzie. I wholeheartedly give my consent. Thank you, Papa. 
How are you doing this evening, my dear? Quite well. Only I wish you would not call me my dear. Why not? Because it's what my father calls my mother when they are arguing and he is cross with her. Now what endearments am I allowed? Let me think. Lizzie, for every day. My Pearl, for Sundays. Goddess Divine, but only on very special occasions. And then there's my golden poppy for springtime, my shining star for particularly nice evenings, ma'am when you desire something from me, Mrs. Teapot when you want tea, bumblebee woman in the warm summer day. What should I call you when I'm cross? Mrs. Darcy? No, no. Only call me Mrs. Darcy when you are totally and incandescently happy. All right, Mrs. Darcy. Lizzie and Mrs. Bennet, played by Emily. Jane, Lydia, Aunt, and Georgiana, played by Alessandra. Charlotte and Kitty, played by Casey. Mary, Lady Catherine, Caroline, and Maid Lady, played by Vicky. Bingley, Uncle, Colonel Fitzwilliam, Wickham, and Butler, and Mr. Collins, played by Raymond. Mr. Bennet and Darcy, played by Paolo. Copyright Alessandra Ragusa and Emily Vavrick, 2018. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.